0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. In doing so, that helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, upon our souls. It helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps us to have a better perspective on life and a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with whatever the day throws at us. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can. Help them to change their focus, to be thinking about their relationship with God, to be thinking about getting ready for eternity themselves. Share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. What a great blessing to help somebody get to heaven ultimately. But you know that would also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind. You can share through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means as well. But make up your mind and make that commitment and start sharing with everybody you can. You might help somebody turn their life around for good. We're going to begin a new line of thinking and study today. I want to talk to you about something that all of us really should have in the forefront of our mind on an ongoing basis every day. Now, I say in the forefront of our mind, it ought to always, this reality ought to always be there for us. And let me tell you, there are a whole lot of people, not just all around the world, but in our country today, who need to refocus their lives as a result of this particular point of truth. I want to talk to you about the greatest love story ever told the greatest love story ever told god's love story have you ever thought about god's love story you know the story of jesus christ and the gospel is a story basically of god's love for you and for me and for all of mankind throughout all of the world in every generation in first john chapter 4 and verse 10 The apostle John wrote, in this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Now that word propitiation is a (laughs) strange sounding word, not one that we use around the dinner table every evening, is it? And it's a technical really word in, in meaning, but basically if you could think of Jesus substituted for us on the cross. He died in our place. We were the ones who deserved to die because of our sins, because the Apostle Paul says the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. But the rest of that verse, verse 23 of Romans chapter 6 says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So Jesus, God sent his son, Jesus, the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah into this world knowing ahead of time that he would die on that cross as the one time for all time perfect sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins in fact you get that sense of this being the perfect sacrifice when we read hebrews chapter 7 and we look at verse 27 who does not need daily speaking of jesus who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. You see, the Jewish priests of Old Testament times, well, yes, they would offer sacrifices for the sins of the people, but they were sinners themselves. So first they had to offer sacrifices for themselves, for their own sins. Uh, Jesus did not have to do this. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. Jesus served as the one time for all time perfect sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. So he took our places on that cross, died for us. And why? So that his righteousness could cover for our unrighteousness as we would come to God through him as the savior commit our lives to God through Christ, be baptized for the remission of our sins, Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And as we're baptized into him, the blood that he shed on the cross as that perfect sacrifice cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. And so John says there in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 10, in this is love, Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What an incredible, what an incredible statement of God's love, God sending his son to that cross to die for us. Jesus, in John chapter 15, the night of his betrayal, the next day he would be on the cross, and he has the apostles with him. He's giving them some final instructions, spending some final time with them before going to the cross, teaching them some vital, some vital points of, Christian, uh, of Christianity. And for example, in chapter 13 and verses 34 and 35, he says, I'm going to give you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And then he says, the world is going to be able to see me in you basically by the love that you exhibit toward one another and i'm paraphrasing there but in chapter 15 and the immediate context of of uh, that night of his betrayal being with the apostles and going through this time and, and in that particular on that particular night instituting what we recognize as the lord's supper today Giving, us, giving them the bread, which represented his body broken on the cross, and also the cup, which represented his blood shed on the cross. That immediate context in John's account begins with chapter 13 and goes all the way through chapter 17. And he keeps telling them different things all the way through there. It, it's really filled with instruction, those several chapters. In chapter 15 and verse 13, Jesus said this to them, greater love has no one, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And then he tells them, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Now he was not just telling the the apostles that particular point of principle and Christian doctrine, No, it's there for our learning. Greater love is no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. We are his friends if we follow his commandments. Now, everybody wants to be a friend of Christ, but that conditional point at the end of verse 14 there, if you do whatever I command you, a lot of people don't like that. They want the love of God exhibited to them through Christ. They want that sacrifice of Christ paying the the price for the guilt of their sins. They want to be in Christ. They want to be saved. They want to get to heaven, but they don't want to follow his commandments. They don't want to live by what he commands us to do, by his teachings, in other words. They don't want to have to be obedient. That's, That's an inconvenience for them. Well, Jesus put that word in there, if it's conditional you are my friends if you do what i command you you see following jesus walking with him being with him and his saving us goes along with our walking with him in faithful consistent obedience on a daily basis but now how does what what in the world or how in the world would our obedience to his teachings begin to compare with God's love for us and Christ's love for us in his going to that cross to die in our place. In Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 in verse 12, as Paul was writing something of a treatise here on interpersonal relationships between Christians and how we ought to love one another and deal with one another. In verse 12, he says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Now, the love of God, the love of God is the basis for the only real hope that we have as human beings. I know a lot of people, they talk about hope, and we've talked about it in these various sessions of today's Bible class where people have unrealistic desires, unrealistic dreams, and they call that hope. I hope I can do this. I hope this will happen. But God offers us real hope, real hope, and that hope is a desire plus the expectation of its fulfillment, and that hope is a home with him in heaven through Jesus Christ. And God's love for us in sending Jesus to that cross is the basis for us being able to have that hope. God's love for us is a hope that sustains and assures us through life's worst difficulties on a consistent basis. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, Therefore let us not judge one another anymore I'm sorry, 15 in verse 13. I was in chapter 14. Now may the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God offers us abundance in hope because he is the God of hope. And why can we be abundant in our realistic hope of eternal life with him in heaven? because of God's love story, because God loves us so much that he sent his son to die on that cross in our place. We're going to get deeper next time. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you, Father, that we can read in your word the greatest love story ever told, your love for us, demonstrated in your sending your son to that cross to die the price, to die to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father, and guide us to live the life, and help us to live the life that you would have us to live in response to your great love for us. Please forgive us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.